Back in the 90s, three students met and studied hard. <laughs> yeah, right. Then they left college and life happened. Now they're back together for your entertainment. This is Three Go Podcasting. Hello everybody, here we are again, episode 58 this week. I hope you had a good week. It's Richard and Jason this week. Ian, um, well, he was supposed to be here. I think that's probably the best way of putting it. We're not quite sure where he is. Um, we have called him, we've left a message. My phone is wired in, so if he phones, we'll, we'll get him on the podcast. Um, he's probably forgotten, to be fair. Um, anyway, here we are then, we'll, we will soldier on without him. Um, how are you doing, Jay? You had a good week? Yeah, not bad. You know, the weather's picking up here in the UK, which is great. Um, but Indian summer, as I like to call it. Um, and typical because the schools have gone back this week and that's when yeah. the weather picks up. But yeah, no, I'm I'm all good. Thank you. I'm relaxed and ready to go. How about you? Yeah, no, well, it's very odd, isn't it? When you get to September, when you're sort of getting officially into autumn and suddenly there's a heat wave and it's too bloody late now. <laughs> too bloody late. We're all back at work. Everyone's back at school. Should have yeah. happened three weeks ago. No good now. Just, you just look out the window, admire it. And that's yeah, it's just it. sort of, it's like, it's toying with you now, isn't it? Saying, oh, no, yep. look at the, what you could have had. Yeah. And sort of bullies, bullies, prizes type Speed thing. Boat. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Caravan. Right, um, so, a few things to get through this week. Um, as usual, we should start with... Here's what's been making us feel old this week. What made me feel old this week is, um, I was on a random Twitter page, and it shows um, retro stuff, the stuff from years ago. And it happened to show this week that the top four blockbuster video rentals from this <laughs> week in 1991. God. Now, this is where so I when have... When DVDs come out then? I'm trying to think. Oh, it was mid-90s. Well, they were was in the early 90s, but they were like 300 quid, the machines, weren't yeah. they? And like, each disc was like 40 quid. Oh, wow. Okay. Yes. Go on then. What were the top four? And this come is on. where I, I should have done my research, and this is probably where we find out the films are wrong. But um, So the top four were Sleeping With The Enemy... Oh, right, yeah, yeah. Awakenings? Never heard don't of that. that one. Oh, wasn't that with Robert De Niro and Robin Williams, I think? I don't think I've ever seen it, but yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. never heard of it. Um, yeah. New Jack City? Oh, yeah, I've seen that. I think that's got Wesley Snipes in it. Yeah. Oh, is it? Yeah. Okay. And Home Alone? Oh, wow. Was Home Alone 91? God, well, for some reason, I think it's even longer. Well, no, this is a video re- rental, so it could be oh, it came out right. on video, for example, didn't it? For, it could yeah. just be a year later, yeah. yeah so that's yeah, the yeah. blockbuster video releases from this year. That made, made me did you uh, Did you not used to love going to Blockbuster? I know it's so much more convenient now, right? And you can obviously stream stuff. But I actually got excited. Coming home on a Friday, I knew I was going to go and get my Chinese and go and choose some videos from Blockbuster Video on the local video shop. I just used to love it. It was just <laughs> great. It was just it yeah. was though the thing is though if you left it too late you got there 
and basically all the shelves were empty. Do you remember they used to have the big shelves yeah. around the outside and they yeah. had like 30 or 40 or 50 copies of a film and you're yeah. desperate looking to see if there was one left up there and yeah. if there was, you grabbed it and then you realised that they put it by mistake and it was well, they didn't have it or yeah. you had to wait around <laughs> half an hour see if anyone bought a copy back and posted it through the... You know, you make them go and check the bin. If they haven't got it, you make them change at the bin to make sure nobody had bought it back. The way. Yeah. Who's going to bought back the best film in the world? At th- on a Friday night at six thirty, he was just going to pop that exactly. back through, but make him oh, check. I used to love it though, right? It, it just used to be great. And just, and you're going to look at me in a strange way now, but the smell of the plastic covers. Do you remember the, <laughs> yeah. not not so much the blockbuster ones, but do you remember like the local video shops? They used to always used to come in these black, nondescript covers. Always, you, they would just take your video out of their the video box and put it into their generic black box that you take and they always used to just smell really nice yeah i just miss those days i really do it was that was brilliant the thing is when you used to go and get the um video you see if you could justify spending the extra five quid to get like a a packet of not very nice popcorn and some rebels or something (laughs) for the extra 15 quid and you know you say oh should we pay the extra to have it for two days yeah. Or shall we just have it for one oh, night? Oh, yeah, you could do that, couldn't you? <laughs> yeah. And there was a big sticker on it, always rewind. Yeah, tape. you must rewind the tape. Yeah. Oh, People have great. no idea what we're talking about, probably. But, yeah. No, exactly. But, yeah, well, apparently... I did something that made, made yeah. me feel very old this weekend, right? So um, I purchased some tickets to oh, right. a museum exhibition and okay. I bought them ages ago and actually nearly forgot about it. And it was running out that the, the actual exhibition was closing this Saturday. So, um, I bought two tickets and it was to star Wars toy exhibition oh, right. at, Maidstone, at Maidstone museum, the local museum to us. Yeah. Um, I managed to bribe my son to come with me. who had absolutely no interest in it to start with. I thought he was a star Wars fan. It turns out he's not, I don't know when that happened, but, um, anyway, so I, I, bribed him by saying you can have an ice cream and he went go on then i'll go um so yeah i went over there and it was fantastic but i mean it wasn't a huge exhibition but there was about 300 odd um different toys and you know like the millennium falcon jabba the heart you know the attack all, all the main toys that you would expect and really bought a flashback but um i think the thing that made me feel really old was they had an ewok village oh box. wow which was massive, right? Boxed. Have, yeah, it's worth it was a boxed. fortune. But, yeah, exactly. All these, all of, most of these toys were boxed. Um, so whoever they belonged to, you know, fair dues. But um, have a guess how much the Ewok Village was. What in a box? Oh, yeah, five hundred, six hundred quid. No, no, no. Like originally, when it was oh, sold, this okay, was the okay. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know, seventeen ninety nine. Four ninety nine. Four ninety nine. How long ago was that? <laughs> Oh, I don't know, because Return of the Jedi came out in 83, so it must have been 83, 84, but uh, my, my son spotted the sticker and he went, four ninety nine for that? Because <laughs> <laughs> that's how much my comics cost now. <laughs> I was like, yeah, it was just unbelievable, but it was brilliant. I, I took loads of photos. I was definitely more interested. Can you imagine if something like that came out to this today? That would be like 200 oh. quid. Oh, God. Definitely. And the rest, and the rest. Exactly, exactly. But um, I just... I couldn't believe, and and you know when you're looking at something and you're like, you can't remember exactly what figures you had, but when you see something on on this exhibition, you're like, oh my god, I had that one. I used to. This one was like an octopus-headed man who was in like a robe, and I used to play with the the like the tentacles coming down. I was like, I had that, I had that, but I gave one away. I can't believe it. Do you know what years ago, um, when we my whole well, it must have been. Must have been late eighties, early nineties, probably when we moved house. My parents moved house and. We just got a box. We had hundreds, and I'm not joking, hundreds of Star Wars figures. Yeah. And we just gave them to a charity shop. And a couple of years ago, I thought, 
I know they weren't boxed, but if I'd kept those, they would be worth oh, hundreds God. of pounds. Because yeah. I, I don't know about you, but I used to save up all of the vouchers from the cornflakes or whatever it was yeah, boxes. Yeah. So you'd be because you could get figures that weren't you couldn't buy them. Yeah. So there were special figures you can only get from sending some vouchers off and then getting a jiffy bag about two weeks later, and with, oh, a, with a figure in it. And that, some of those there, there weren't that many of those because you had to like really be quite quick to get your yeah, vouchers yeah, yeah. in. But I was just, it was just, and it was a really fascinating thing there. Actually, there was a character still in a box that they had, and they had a little um, sort of snippet written next to it. And apparently, it was the last seventeen characters that were produced by um, the toy company that made it, and they they made too many or something, so they just put it in, in landfill somewhere in Leicester. <laughs> and they said, if anyone, wow. actually, no one knows where it is, but if anyone actually finds this, because one of these figures alone in the box is worth a thousand pounds, wow, because it's so rare. And they said, if if someone comes across this one day they are going to uncover a fortune but yeah I, I didn't even give mine to charity i was stupid my sister used to be a nanny back in the day and she nannied for this really rich family and she turned around to me and she said oh do you mind if i give like get this millennium Falcon off the top of our wardrobe and give it to the kid that she's nanny and i went yeah go on then he's probably a millionaire now anyway <laughs> just like, a, just some just some your toys exactly but, just- no that was really it was good so it, it just just to plug it as well if anyone does because i think it's touring so if anyone hears of a advertisement for may the toys be with you i would recommend it it's not it's not like you're not going to be there for hours but you will have a good half an hour 45 minute walk around to to have a look at all the figures and and relive um your childhood and also a really rare poster they've got a star wars and empire strike backs double bill poster and underneath it in gold they said and please and then come and see this double bill and then see the trailer for the third film revenge oh. of the jedi because that was what it's going to oh, originally be originally, called, and yeah, they changed yeah, yeah. it. So one of the few posters that's got Revenge of the Jedi on it. Oh, so, that's yeah. got to be worth a fortune as well. Oh, God, yeah. It's a bit always worth a fortune. It's only about four or five years ago. Um, no, actually, probably not even that, but... Um, my wife's cousin, um, her kids have grown up, and this is before they had grandchildren, and they, she was getting rid of some toys, and she gave us um, a Tracy Island for the kids to play with. Oh, wow. But it's one of those ones from the 1980s that yeah, were worth yeah. an absolute fortune. And we yeah. just thought the kids took it. They didn't really play with it. It sat in a box. And we was watching one of these antique shows or these retro shows, and they said, oh, you know, one of these, even without a box, is selling for like six or 700 quid or something ridiculous. Really? So we God. sort of framed it up and said... Um, do you want it back? Because you might want to go and sort of sell it. She had, I think she had some of the toys with it. I don't know if she sold it, but yeah, we just thought, oh God, that's one of those things that we've got in that box in the corner that someone gave us that we haven't even touched ever since. But it's wow. amazing how much these things can cost. Because just down the road from here is the, um, where I live, is the Hornby, you know, that's the Hornby right, Railways yeah. thing. Yep. It's a visitor centre. Mm-hmm. And they've got loads of stuff, um, but yeah, all the original stuff like. in boxes. And you think, yeah. oh, some of this, like, there probably aren't any of these left. Some of these cars nah. made in the forties, fifties or sixties, there's probably like three or four of them left in the world. And this yeah. one's like in a box as if it hasn't been opened. But yeah. God, it's, yeah. But who, when you're a kid, you don't leave stuff in a box. Do you? I, I, I was fascinated no. by who owns this stuff. I'm sure it's like other independent, but, but yeah, no, it was, it was really, really fascinating. And that Tracy Island as well. That was the one where, because it sold out that year. Blue, Blue Peter did it. Yeah. Showed yeah. you how to make it. Yeah. 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 I remember that. God scary stuff and the thing is when we were walking around they, they got it so this hornby place they've got these sort of museum and, the, and they've got a big shop where you can buy all the hornby stuff and i was saying to my wife oh it's like that advert from the yellow pages when we were kids and she looks at me <laughs> and went what are you talking about 
You know, the kid yes. is trying to get the signal box and he phones up and yep. she goes, oh, J.R. Hartley. I said, no, no, that's the fisherman. <laughs> that's the guy who wants to buy a book. You know, the one where the kid wants a signal box and he phones it and then he I phones his that. shop and the bloke gets one and he blows the dust off it and he goes, oh, I'll keep yep. it for you. And she was looking like I was absolutely mad. I had no idea what I was talking about. <laughs> but it's funny, I was walking around this shop and, you know, the kids were going, oh, you know, they've got, they've got one of the little tracks downstairs. Yeah. But they, they, yeah. they mess about it, so the engines are broken. So I was like, well, how much is the new engine? Sorry, I thought you said two hundred pounds. Oh my god! Really? What's the cheapest engine you've got? Eighty nine pounds. Oh my god! We actually worked out it'd be cheaper to buy a new set, yeah, and throw away yeah. the track and just yeah. keep the engine. <laughs> it is, it's just, not like, cheap, right? No, it's no, not it's cheap not cheap problem. at all. And and um, one of the kids wanted to buy like you can, you can buy everything. You can buy so you can buy the track, you can buy the stations, buy the houses. You can buy the little plastic trees that you stick on the thing. They're ten yeah. quid each. Really? And he bought one. He's like, what the hell are you going to do with that? That's 10 quid for a plastic tree. Just go and get some leaves out of the garden, stick into some wood. And buy a real tree from B&Q for that price. You get a little, yeah, probably grow a bit. Yeah. Start off start off the right size. <laughs> 20 foot comes through the roof. But um, <laughs> yeah. one thing that's going to make us feel very old soon is the fact that we're going to be about the same age as J.R. Hartley in a couple of years. So just think I also about just, that. I also just realised that we just talked about the yellow pages as if that's still a thing. <laughs> yeah. Yellow pages, a landline. What's that? <laughs> oh god, the yellow pages. I think that wouldn't that become yellow dot com? Then it just stopped being a thing. You just oh, googled it and saw what you could find. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It just got shoved in like the footrest that opened, didn't it? And then you'd find it in there about three years later in a gathering dust. But you know, it was only a couple of years ago that they were still delivering the phone book. Yeah, yeah two were, or three yeah, years yeah. ago that it finished, and it's sort of like I haven't seen one of these for years, and of course you just don't think about it because you just it's on your phone. You just you yeah. type in the phone numbers, and you never look at a no a phone book. No. I mean, yeah, can you imagine trying to find? Oh, it's ridiculous. But every time you look up a number now, as if someone phones you, you don't know what that number is, and you're checking if it's a pest call and if there's been complaints about it. That's the only time you actually look up these numbers now. Well, I had a call on my phone the other day. Um, so if you, I don't know if you're if you're on EE that you can, there's a service you can turn on, and it tells you they think it's spam. Oh, so on okay. my thing, it will say potential spam or potential fraud call. Oh, that's so, good. Okay, fair enough. So I usually, and this one said it was the Oldham County Court in Manchester calling. I thought, oh, okay. okay. I didn't answer it. I have no idea why they were phoning. Um, so I thought, oh, I'll just, I'll just Google that. And it actually was the number for the Oldham County Court in, <laughs> in Manchester or wherever what it is. So I just sort of, uh, so what I did, I, I just thought, oh, well, it can't be for me, so I just block the number <laughs> so I don't yeah, get any yeah. more calls. So literally, it could be the coppers coming through the front door. In a minute, it's probably yeah. my last chance to pay a bill I didn't know I owed or something. <laughs> can't pay, we're taking, we're taking it away. away. Yeah, you're come and nick my front door <laughs> or something. Um, I was watching. Um, so that those are, there's a new program on Channel Five. So they did that show called "You Can't Pay, We'll Take It Away," which is basically yeah, bailiffs yeah. going around. There's a new one saying something like. Um, I can't remember, but the show has got a new name, but it's basically exactly the same show with seemingly exactly the same people with a slightly different title. And it's, yeah. yeah, okay. Um, and I remember <laughs> when they showed up at Heathrow Airport. Because oh, an American airline or something hadn't paid somebody some compensation. Yeah. Um, so they went and they shut down the ticket line. He goes, well, you know, if you can't pay, we'll have to impound your plane. I think, well, you know, we're going to get a tow truck and take away a Boeing 757 on the back of a truck. What do you do Because, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think the bill, the bill, I think they only owed her like three grand. I mean, this is a right. $100 million plane. What are you going to oh do? You're going to do with the profits? That's ridiculous. Yeah. That's called brakes on a plane, not snakes on a plane. Yeah. Hey. Hey. Um, 
What was that? I was going to say something actually, and now it's completely gone out of my mind. And it, it was it was going to be a good one as well. So let me just part that thought, and it's going to come back in a minute. I, I, I tell you, it's going to be worth waiting for. Yeah, yeah, I hear. Oh no, that was it. Oh right, that okay. was it. That was quick. Annoying, annoying program names. Right? Okay, I, yeah. I don't know. It shows I'm getting old, right? Because I get angered by annoying <laughs> program names. The fact you couldn't remember what it was called. Yeah. That was showing you're getting old. But okay. But that's how angry I was. It was the red mist. So have you seen the program on Channel 5? I don't think I've ever seen it, but I just flick over because when I see the name of it, okay. um, The Nightmare Neighbour Next Door. Oh, yeah, I've seen it. So why have you got had Next Door? A neighbour? <laughs> yeah, but the definition of neighbour in these some of these programmes is people live in the same village. Oh, it's just ridiculous. And you sort of like, one of them, they pulled up a picture and they thought this was Bob's house and then the other bloke lived about a mile and a half away. It was not a neighbour, is he? It's somebody who they, lives in the same postcode. It's not quite the same thing. It's, it's just rubbish. Nightmare neighbour, next door. Take the next door off or is it the fact that there's 400 other programmes out there called that already? It's like saying the killer who murders. <laughs> like, what? You gave, you told me that already. Anyway, was, some of those daytime TV programs are hilarious. I still, um, oh, I think I mentioned this last week, but the, the, the sort of wanted down under program where oh, yeah, yeah, basically yeah. people appear to get a free week in Australia or New Zealand while they think about living <laughs> there. But everyone at the moment, everyone for the, all the ones that is sort of like, since deciding to move to Australia, COVID happened, so they haven't left. Yeah. Well, okay. Tomorrow, Johnny says the next day. Thanks Bob, for wasting Bob, 50 minutes of yeah, my time. Bob and Celia couldn't move to New Zealand because of COVID. They hope to go in the future. So I'm spotting a pattern here where no one's actually moved and they're all thinking yeah. of doing it. But actually, by the time they do do it, they won't be bothered and still be living in a council house in, in Peckham or something. Well, it, you're saying that, actually. Funnily enough, Escape to the Country. I love Escape to We've talked about this before, right? Escape to the Country, Place in the Sun. Um, it's just like, um, and it, it, like you said, everyone sort of puts the offers in and stuff. <laughs> they always say, or, or they decided to not move here, but we've given them a good idea of what they can find now. And you're like, so you failed. So, but, or, no, they, got, they got a free holiday and look around some houses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then it shows, I think, that the system in the US is a damn sight easier than over here because there's this program called My Dream Lottery Home. I don't know if you've ever seen it. It's no. on my channel it's on HGV TV, which just does all these like free view channels for, for, for okay. house building and stuff. And it's set in America and there's this presenter and basically it is, it is what it says on the tin. Someone's won the lottery and this guy goes out to help them buy these houses. And it is literally two months later, we've moved in and they're like all set up, decorated. <laughs> You're like, did you move in the day after you put the <laughs> yeah. offer in? What's going on? Well, so, I, yeah. I think over there, when you put an offer in, if it, that's it, isn't it? It's legally binding, is it? Something yeah, I like think that. and you had to pretty much start okay. straight away. But. That will explain it because definitely it happens in every scenario. They, they put you off and you go, oh, but I didn't get it. Oh, no, I'm not watching it from an English point of view. This is the US. Yeah, they've moved in. So there is, a, there is a, um, one of those shows where people are trying to sell their house. They want to upsize, but basically their house is a crap hole and they bring these two brothers in and they basically make oh, it better yeah. and sell it. But this is really odd thing where the brothers move in. They're really quite in your face. Like, oh, God, this is crap. Throw it all away. All your stuff's rubbish. Throw it away. I need to keep this picture of my, you know, my, my deceased wife. No, keep the picture. Everything else goes in the bin. <laughs> um, so they throw out all their stuff. Okay. They go to a shop and hire furniture, not buy furniture. They hire some furniture to make it look good. They sell the house really quickly. So the furniture goes back. And these people, they have to move into a house, but they've got no furniture. They throw all their stuff in a skip. And it, well, why would you hire furniture? It makes no That's sense. Ridiculous. It's like radio rentals gone mad. Radio, another current, current cultural <laughs> reference. Radio <laughs> rentals. Nice. Wow. Like rumblers. <laughs> TV on a stand. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, we mentioned earlier um, kids are back at school. 
I, I went on last week and the week before and possibly the week before that about how much it's costing me. Um, mm-hmm. So I do what I always do, uh, mainly at Christmas, is in sort of October, I buy a load of stuff. Yeah. And then I kid myself that I'm actually pretty much done. Yeah. And then about a week before Christmas, realize I haven't even got half of it, so I then have to get everything off Amazon. <laughs> so I've gone through the last few weeks. We did all the, you know, the big school stuff, uh, all of all yep. that. We got all the last minute, you know, PE kit. thought we were bound to do it. Got to this weekend and realised there's a whole bunch of stuff that I hadn't got. That's ah, like, oh, bugger. Apparently, everyone else who's got kids going to school has exactly the same problem. Ah. And it would appear we all went to the same shop at the same time, <laughs> which is always good. Um, so I thought it would be a good weekend to go and pick up the last bits I'd ordered from the schoolware shop. Yep. Oh, dear. I think um, I think I won't be doing that again. Um, what happened? It does appear, though, that I, however bad I think I've done, the people in front of me hadn't ordered anything um, oh and were God. a bit upset that they didn't seem to have anything in stock. For, oh, okay. uh, but yeah. Um, so that was a bad. I was there for quite a long time. Yeah. Um, so that wasn't good. A bit of emergency buying off Amazon because um, yep. it was suddenly announced that um, he needed a Spanish and a French dictionary for school. Ah, so they we, arrived They arrived and rushed him over, and it turns out he's got his timetable. They don't do Spanish until next year. Oh, my God. As in next school year, so we're literally 12 months away. So guy rushed to get that, um, <laughs> which is a bit annoying. But no, it's near as bad as our friends, okay? So their son started school on Friday. They started last Friday, the first day. Yeah. Thursday night, the phone goes at about 9 o'clock, and it's a friend of ours, and she goes, um, you haven't got any black trousers, age 11 to 12 have you i don't know why she goes well i thought that my husband was collecting his trousers in the schoolwear shop but he thought that i was collecting the trousers in the schoolwear shop so we haven't collected his trousers and it's only just as i thought i better show him how to do his tie up tonight that we get the uniform on and he hasn't got any trousers and he starts at 8.30 tomorrow morning. Oh, no. So we sort of rushed him. Well, we haven't got any he needs black trousers. We haven't got any black. We've got some very dark grey ones, though. Yeah, so yeah. maybe if he could sit in the corner in the shadow, he'd probably be like, be okay. <laughs> so they rush around. It turns out, in the end, they've been around every shop they could find. And, uh, but in the end, they found a, a, a sort of medium-sized Tesco that everyone forgets yeah. about around here. They had some trousers. Uh, How all, It's a bloody good job they checked the night before. Can you imagine if they left it till the morning and went, yeah, God, you haven't got any trousers? <laughs> Yeah. Have to, have to, the PE note. Suddenly have to do PE in his yeah, pants. Suddenly felt a lot better about myself, which was good news. Um, so youngest um, started uh, today. Um, yeah. So I had to do the obligatory school photo, which I put on social media. Oh yeah, um, yeah. Another number of comments asking how long I thought his arms were. Uh, because the the blazer might be slightly bigger than we expected, but it should last him pretty much all the way through to the end of school, I think, by looking at the size of it. So he should be fine. Is it like, is it like those clown ones that sort of unfold and they go all the way down to he, the ground? He's standing outside and you you can't see his hands. It's not like they're poking out the end. You just can't see his hands. Oh, I'm going to have to go and have a look at this now. <laughs> it's on Facebook. It's very, very funny. Brilliant. Um, so, yeah, done the obligatory school. But have you seen it? Everybody's blurring out the logo of the schools on their photos. Oh, really? 
Yeah, apparently oh, okay. it's a thing because, oh, it's all dodgy people on the internet and it's sort of, oh, they might see what school this person goes to and kidnap them. From, and that's what happened. day after they've posted their life history on <laughs> yeah. Facebook anyway about other stuff. Yeah, okay. I, mean, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't think people are going through Facebook. If, if, if they were that obsessed, they'd just go hang outside of school, wouldn't they? Exactly. Oh, it's all just, exactly. But yeah, it's all this thing about all these smiley kids and there's, suddenly there's a big blurred, you know, like the blur out people's faces who have been yeah. in the military. The big blurred thing over the badge on the school uniform. But what's hilarious oh. is they spend all this time blurring out the badge on the school uniform and they don't realise that the kid's holding a bag with St. James <laughs> Primary School or something with the, with the address and phone number at the bottom. Exactly. The, oh, mate, you exactly. forgot that one, didn't you? It's funny, actually, because um, my school photos, they did used to just blur the face out. Um, and I couldn't blame yeah, that was just yours exactly so you've got another year to this but you've got like you're sort of looking about looking around schools yeah. we couldn't do that last year because we, we went to one because exactly. it was all shut but um, yeah. they let us into one of them which was actually cool but it's a bit odd making a decision just purely on websites and really yeah. awkward videos I mean there was an, yeah. there was one video which we watched for a secondary school where it was the headmistress yeah um, and two deputy heads and it was that awful sort of like here at our school, we believe that all children should have the ability to... <laughs> Mr. Johnson, why don't you tell us more? And then slightly off mic, that's right, Mrs. Smith. Here, we have the best pastoral care. <laughs> just, oh, my God. Oh, oh my dear. God. Clearly, I hope you don't, don't do media any studies as, as anything. Oh, it's awful. <laughs> well, it, it started quite well this year anyway. So um, I, I'm just working away upstairs and my missus shouts out, oh, one of the open evenings is tonight. She's been checking all light and all of a sudden they've just posted something and, and, and it's tonight. So we're like, oh God. So she tells one of her friends and her friend says, oh, I'm going to go down there now. And we go, oh, we're going to have dinner first. We'll go down after six because it's still half eight. Um, she then gets a phone call from her friend. I'm here. Um, it's not actually happening today. They've posted the wrong month. It's actually the start of October, not start of September. So that went down quite well. So yeah, hopefully uh, started you mean to go on. Some random person trying to break into a school at night. For yeah. her. I just want to look around. Um, oh <laughs> it's your open day. No, it's not. Go away. The thing anyway. is, though, it's really awkward because sometimes the kids are showing you round, and you oh, can't yeah, yeah. ask them the questions you want to ask because they, you know, yeah. it's a bit awkward, isn't it? Sort of like, yeah. what's your yeah. anti-bullying policy? Well, you're not going to some eight, you know, some twelve-year-olds not going to answer that, are they? It's um, yeah, they're probably the bully you're talking <laughs> to. <laughs> it was quite good actually. I've, uh, I've only been told off once. <laughs> yeah, I've, I haven't got caught once. It's been really good so far. <laughs> Uh, anyway, so um, yes, you've got that. To, you've got that fun to come. Oh God, yeah, I'm dreading it. It's bad enough. We've got 11 plus next week. So again, for people in the UK, it's the it's the test that the kids can take nowadays. It's not mandatory for uh, whether they go to grammar school or um, just the, the, what's the other one called? Comprehend- comprehensive. Comprehensive. Yeah, comprehensive. comprehensive. Thank you. Um, so yeah, we're doing all tests and stuff like that. Oh, it's just I don't know. I'm not looking forward to it. But hey, I'm not doing it, and I'm not looking. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, I told you this. Uh, my um, my youngest, our two youngest, did the Kent. Uh, it was called the Kent test here, but oh, the 11, 11 yeah. plus. Um, oh, it would have been about this time last year, probably. Yeah, probably yeah. some last year. So I told you, didn't I? I remember, might remember that we bought the wrong books. Oh yeah, because there yes. were three different types of eleven yeah, plus, yeah. and I didn't bother to check mm-hmm. that, so they were learning the wrong thing. We yeah. dialed into some. There's some free classes you can do at the weekend and an hour each, and we dialed into them. And, oh dear, I didn't score oh, really? well at all. It, no, oh God, I was yeah. watching, it going, oh my God! And you see all the all the parents arguing in the chat function, <laughs> and the teacher just going, "No, no, you're wrong. It's the answer is twenty seven or whatever yeah, it was." Yeah. And all the parents 
just sort of going on about how it's wrong and oh, it's just awkward. But he's tough though, right? It's we've really difficult. Looked, like even when we're marking the stuff. So he did a mock test this weekend, and we actually had to ask the, his tutor to send us the answers because <laughs> we weren't confident ourselves. And uh, yeah, there's quite a few words on there. I'm like, God, I'm going to have to look that up myself. I, I, yeah, I, I don't know. And it, they don't get long either, do they? It's like you've got 20 questions to answer in 12 minutes. You're like, uh, do the maths. <laughs> That's less than a minute, and you've got to read a paragraph first. What the hell? So yeah, I think yeah. The, the whole test is like an hour and a half, but it's in twenty yeah. minutes, and they've got to do some creative writing, which is the tiebreak, right. isn't it? Yeah, the tiebreak. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Oh, all fun and games, all fun and games. Yeah. Right. You know how that goes. Oh yeah. So yeah, yeah. The problem is, it's when he fails, and if they fail, then you go, yeah, but you were helping me, Dad. Uh, yeah. 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 Uh, okay. <laughs> we all fail collectively. <laughs> <laughs> it's a group of collective responsibility. Exactly. Right, we are halfway through the podcast. It's the time you all been waiting for. We promise you won't feel the same as before. Yes, he's ready to tell a bad joke. It's a Jason's joke of the week. I had some really sad news this week as one of my friends opened up and told me they were suffering from substance abuse. Apparently, they're addicted to brake fluid. But the good news is they can stop at any time. Jesus. Oh, dear. So I've got a couple this week. Go on. What do you call a, what do you call a factory which makes okay products? Oh, God, I don't know. A satisfactory. <laughs> <laughs> That's quite good, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was in Tesco the other day and I got ID'd when I was trying to buy some beer. So I got my wallet out, I was looking for my ID, and my Blockbuster video card fell out, and the cashier just said, don't worry about it, mate. <laughs> Very timely as well. Well done. Talking about Blockbuster. Yeah. <laughs> and an observation that I saw rather than a joke is, did you know that the majority of archaeologists are women, primarily because of their natural ability to dig up the past? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying that. <laughs> I don't think we are. No one listens. Um, so... Uh, yeah, I'm not. That, I just saw that on the internet. That's not my particular view on anything. I'm just, I'm just saying that. That's so, very good. So, <laughs> I like the satisfactory. That, that is good. quite good. That isn't it? That's is quite I like good. That one, yeah. um, now, listen. I don't want you to get excited. Um, you mentioned this a while back about this mm. guy on Twitter mm-hmm. um, who apparently is a time traveller from the year whenever <laughs> oh, yeah. it is. Um, they're back on. Yes. Um, with the headline "Stop scrolling." Okay. So the time traveller's back, and they're going to prove. They're a time traveller, but they've given us some dates of things to look out for. Okay. So the 14th of September. Yep. The largest hurricane ever hits the US East Coast, making it the very first ever Category 6 hurricane. Okay. Now, there actually are some hurricanes going on at the moment, so that's, you yeah. know, okay, fair enough. Fair well, it's enough. hurricane season. Yeah. However, September the 26th, once we cleared up from the hurricane, yeah. a chimp will learn to talk <laughs> Because of a mutation of its vocal cords. Okay. <laughs> Brilliant. Okay. Okay. And yeah. if that wasn't enough, on the 20th of October, yeah. eight humans will receive superpowers because of a powerful, uh, powerful energy from the sun. Okay. And that will include telekinesis, telep- yeah. telepathy, and dimension control. What's dimension control? No What's idea. That? As if that's a, you know, none of this is real. So it doesn't really matter. Okay. Seventeenth um, of November. Yep. Massive versions of animals are discovered, including <laughs> giant spiders, snakes, and many more. 
Oh. Quote many. Alive? Well, or I, fossil? I don't know. However, oh, on the 3rd of December, so just in time for Christmas, yeah. three teenagers will discover a T-Rex egg. Okay. And it decides to open it, which in turn opens a portal to an alternative universe. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> They've been watching too many film trailers. Yeah. Wow. So, I mean... Phew. This could happen. Yeah, mm, could. I like the way they sort of build up. Like, they start off with a hurricane in hurricane season in the US, you know. And obviously, we pray that doesn't happen. But, you know, the likelihood of a hurricane happening is realistic. So I was just wondering, I'm just wondering if they might be watching um, ITV2. Because, because, yeah, because it's obviously Jurassic Park. That's always on. Yeah. There must be other, you know, some other disaster films that must always be on. I think Lord of the... the, Planet yeah. of the Apes was on fairly recently, wasn't it? Yeah, so yeah. yeah, it could just be he's been watching too much um, ITV2 or other other not very good. Too many skills. Absolutely. numbers. Absolutely. So there was a thing you wanted to talk about, I think, this week, and I'm trying to remember desperately what it was. Oh, yeah, it was. The, it was. Thank you for reminding me. It was the, um, I'm, I'm going to have to find it now. Just give me two seconds. Talk amongst yourself. Oh, the Naked um, Attraction bus. Naked Attraction, yeah. So there's, a, again, for the, those outside of the UK, um, and some in the UK, because you probably have got a life and you haven't watched it. There's a program called Naked Attraction uh, that's on um, Channel 4, Terrestrial Channel. And basically, it's um, it's like a dating show, but with naked um, people that come on it. And basically, somebody chooses. Uh, there's six people behind a booth, and um, they gradually reveal body parts so starting with the bottom upwards they reveal the goods the uh, crown jewel shall we say uh, to start with then the middle to- part of the torso and then the head and they have to talk and it's the most cringeworthy program ever but it's just addictive to actually watch um but yeah they've they've got a new series coming out and channel four <laughs> whoever their advertising campaign is they decided to put this advert on the side of a bus um with uh it basically runs across the middle of the bus it's got the channel four symbol in in the middle uh and then it's got um some phrases and arrows pointing up as if pointing up to the top deck of a double decker bus so the first one on the on the far at the back of the bus says uh this person loves naked attraction so pointing to that person whoever's sitting in that at that time um apparently loves naked attraction they're probably uh unaware of this because it's on the other side of the bus you're not getting on that side of the bus it's on the other side of the bus the driver's side um in the middle it says hates naked attraction because it is a love hate sort of program i think but then the best one is right at the front of the bus and we all know who likes to sit at the front of the bus although at least i did when i was a kid (laughs) you always wanted to sit at the front of the bus it says loves being naked and an arrow pointing up there um funnily enough they decided to scrap these adverts and take them off the buses but oh I just don't understand how that even got green lit and <laughs> able to be put on the side of a bus because you could have like a 90 year old sitting in that seat. You could have a 10 year old or it's just wrong on all levels. So um, yeah, you know, bravo for sort of um, trying to think outside the box, but you got it horribly, horribly wrong. So yeah, that tickled me a little bit. Fantastic. There are yeah. some, they always get some of the things over there, but they, they get the they get it a bit wrong. So when they put it up, the the exhaust pipes in an unhelpful position, or yeah, yeah, yeah. or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly. I, I get where they were trying what they were trying to do, but like, who thought that would be good? Like, 
and as I say, it's, it's you've got people that possibly sue. <laughs> Someone's going to take a photo of you going past on the bus. You're sitting there looking like the most innocent person in the world, and you love being naked, apparently. So, yeah, <laughs> there we go. Oh, it's fine. Just cheer up, people. It's not a problem. Exactly. Um, we talk about scams sometimes on the podcast. Um, another yep. one of those scam emails going around, which I've got to warn you about. Um, so if you receive an email with the subject line of two free tickets for the next Scotland home game, okay. uh, you mustn't open it because it does, in fact, contain two free tickets for the next <laughs> Scotland home game. <laughs> it's a riff on the James Blunt album thing, yeah? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, exactly the same thing. But um, Very good. <laughs> um, I have some headlines from our favourite newspaper. Oh, yes, come on. So uh, the first one is, I asked to be Piers Brosnan, not Piers Morgan. Um, <laughs> hang on a second. Have you got a photo? see that. Um, confusion at budget Bulgarian plastic surgery hotspot. Yeah. Um, so the story is, um, Piers Brosnan is not a Bond, also ran like Timothy Dalton or J- George Lazenby. And for Alan Harris, the smooth Irishman is the best 007 bar none. He's really not. So when an elderly aunt died... Oh, sorry. No, I got that wrong. When an elderly aunt was savaged to death by her dogs, 55-year-old Alan danced for joy because his inheritance meant <laughs> indulging a lifelong dream to have plastic surgery to look like his idol, blah, blah, blah. So, yeah. so not mourning his aunt. No, no, he, was, <laughs> he was quite... Apparently, he was quite delighted. Wow. Um, okay. Um, upsetting. Next headline... Um, uh, as driver shortage bites, some very dodgy characters are getting behind the wheel. Obviously a reference to the uh, lorry driver's problems. And the headline oh, is, yeah. should a man who bummed a Highland Terrier really be driving a lorry? Um, so this is an exclusive by Barney Samuels. Yep. Um, older people have compared it to post-war rationing. Germans have said it's like the east of their land during the days of communist misrule. Either way, the supermarket shelves are empty and a shortage of lorry drivers is being blamed. Blah, blah, blah. Basically, a man who's apparently did something with a dog is a lorry driver and they're saying, however bad it is, um, he probably... Oh, how probably do they put these be. two things together? It's just so random. But anyway. Yeah. Um, I, I, oh, here we go. Uh, two more. Um, one we're not going to talk about, but I think it will give you... All you need to know from the headline is, do Meghan and Harry really wipe their bums on baby pandas? So we're not going to do that one. But... <laughs> Yeah. Um, uh, and this is about teacher marries polar bear. Okay. And yes, yep. we do have a full and active sex life. Another exclusive um, oh by also Barney Samuels again. He's been busy this Barney week. Barney Samuels, he's been busy, yeah. Uh, an out of work teacher who travelled to Russia to marry a polar bear has been warned he faces being thrown out of the profession. Uh, teaching watchdogs became concerned after Larry Watson detailed his full and active sex life with a man-eating carnivore um, on his blog. But Watson, 37, is unrepentant last night, insisting, my love for Ursula is stronger than my desire to teach. If they take away my licence, then I can live with their bigotry. So, yeah, apparently... Oh, my um, God. Oh, I know. But would you... I'm not being funny, right? Firstly, no one's going to do that. But secondly, would you go to sleep <laughs> next to a boat? You'd, you'd wake up and just be ahead or something in the morning. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Depending which end they start on, I suppose. Indeed. But hey. So yeah, so we'll have some more um some more headlines from our favourite um 
uh, newspaper next week. Have you been watching can anything exciting? I was going to say, yeah, can yeah, I be yeah. serious? Can yeah, I talk definitely. about a, a, So I watched a really, really good drama again on terrestrial tele, telly. It's not a vigil, um, is it? No, I haven't oh, started watching that yet. That's is it good? good. Yeah, I was going to wait for all of them to go on and then I'm going to watch that. Oh, they're doing it a week at a time, aren't they? Which is really yeah, annoying. Exactly. It's, it's exactly how it should be. But just because Netflix put everything up and you watch it within half an hour, now you have to wait for stuff. But exactly. it's the first two. I haven't seen this week's. Um, so the first two are really good. Okay, yeah. good. Yeah, I'm going to definitely put that one on my list. Um, so this one was also um, uh, broadcast for the first time last week, sort of running alongside Vigil, but on a, on a Monday night instead of a Sunday night on ITV. And it was um, Stephen. And it's the story of... Um, well, it's it's not actually it's it's around the case of Stephen Lawrence, um, who um, for those of you uh, that aren't aware, he was a teenager, a black teenager who was um, murdered in Eltham in London um, back in 1993. He was stabbed um, by a group of white youths, uh, unprovoked attack, and it was a case that was um, wasn't solved for for a number of years, even though. Um, Funnily enough, somebody put a list of the names of all the people that did it in a phone box and the police uncovered that uh, the following day. But for various different reasons, and there's there's always been like stories around police corruption and um, there was like reports of the Met Police being institutionally racist and things were proven on, on, on that front. And there were definitely some failings, right, on, on, on the back of it. But this was actually the story of the um, the police officer that, that uncovered loads of documents sort of locked away in an abandoned police station that was about to be demolished uh, for this Operation Fishpool. And it turns out that Operation Fishpool was the investigation into the Stephen Lawrence murder. Um, and it's a, an a, a inspector called Clive uh, uh, Driscoll. O'Driscoll, I think it was. And um, he's played by Steve Coogan um, in this uh uh, show and it yeah he basically agreed to take this case on again it was after double jeopardy uh, rule was brought in so someone who's already been acquitted uh, on a trial and this had already gone to trial and had sort of been um, thrown out uh, not enough evidence um, that they could actually take these um, individuals to trial again so yeah it started up again in 2006 and eventually the convictions of two of the five uh, that were believed to have been involved in this uh, stabbing um, were sentenced to life imprisonment um but it was it was it's a really fascinating program it was really good it, I, I won't lie it took me a couple of well probably about 20 minutes or so to get used to steve coogan in a serious role um for those of you that don't know he's he's primarily a comic comic actor alan partridge and the trip and many other things as well um and yeah so he actually puts on like a very cockney accent and i'm trying to imagine him not in the trip with rob bryden playing off all these different accents and stuff like that but he's actually very very good in it um uh you know it, it's just a, a really harrowing story it really brings him home there's one there's one part in i think it's episode two and they're recreating um the uh, attack to try and understand how blood would have fallen on a piece of clothing where the blood could have fallen etc and he gets one of his officers to um reenact it with a a young uh, black officer as well and obviously it's all done just sort of slowed down version of it but then they actually reenact it in real time and time how long they think it would have taken to do and it just watching it in the room where no one's got anything no knives in their hands or anything like that they're just acting it out it just makes you think god he really uh, underwent a, you know a massive attack unprovoked attack and this police officer sits down at the end just sort of taking it in and he's like you know, just, I just hope this helps catch them, you know. Um, and eventually, you know, it, it obviously does. And it was just a really, really good. And, and you know, the acting in it's fantastic. Uh, the, you know, the, the mum and dad um, 
Doreen Lawrence, who is a well-known public figure now, she's been campaigning for, you know, for, for justice for a very, very long time and done a lot for charity work and stuff like that. And, and his father, Neville Lawrence, you know, really portrayed really strongly uh, in this, in this series as well. So um, yeah, it's three episodes. Um, I would thoroughly recommend it. I thought it was a, a, a really, really good show. Um, and obviously for the wrong reason, it's not something you can enjoy because it's a harrowing subject matter um but really really well played and it's it's a different take on what we've seen before in Stephen Lawrence dramas you know there has been one before um and this is sort of like the follow-on from that from the, from 2006 onwards but yeah I really recommend it and it does sort of make you realize you know <laughs> what a cruel world it can be out there and some nasty people out there right but there's also some very very good people still out there so yeah I recommend yeah. it it's, it's on ITV hub um, all three episodes are available now, and yeah, I would recommend it. So oh, we were, we, we thought about watching it, and to be honest, you know what? We didn't we didn't watch it deliberately because mm. we thought we were going to get really annoyed and angry. Yeah, um, yeah. and it, yeah, it is right. And and look, I'm not giving any spoilers away. Yeah, as I say, it's one of those things where it's a drama, but you know what happens. Exactly. And yeah. You know the backstory to it. You know all the allegations. Exactly. You think I'm just going to sit here and get very very angry about this? Yeah, um, and we probably will like, watch it at some point. Yeah, I would recommend it. Right, and it and and to be fair, it doesn't sort of pull on the. Um, the, the, the failings of the police, obviously that is there in the background and, and it's talked about, but it's not a let's hammer the hell out of the police. It's not trying to do that. It's basically just trying to show what happened with um, the the case, you know, and what people had to go through in order to, um, you know, uncover the truth. Unfortunately, the truth isn't everything, you know, only two out of the out of the five um alleged um party that attacked him are you know are, are, have been convicted um but now it's really really good and I'm, I'm just looking at the cast now right so yeah so steve coogan plays clive driscoll and then you've got charlene white who plays dorian lawrence she's fantastic and and she um really you know people have seen dorian lawrence and that on on, on programs and things like that and she's fantastic and and yeah can't can't um praise her enough and also hugh uh, Korshi, who some will know from being in, um, I think he was in Holby City and Casualty, very familiar face on television. And I think he actually played Neville Lawrence in the previous uh, drama oh, right. as well, which focused on obviously the, the crime itself and, and the early early part of the case. So, um, yeah, really, really worth it. And, yeah, if you get a chance, definitely worth watching. Cool. I'll definitely check that out. Powerful stuff. It is. Um, and that brings us... I rather downbeat, though, but yeah, sorry, yeah, that's fine, that's <laughs> fine. Because it's the end of the podcast. Uh, that's it for this week. We are back next week. Maybe Ian will be with us. Maybe he won't. Anyway, have a good weekend, a good week, and we'll see you next week. You've been listening to Three Go Podcasting. Make sure you never miss an episode by hitting the subscribe button in your podcasting app. Remember to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And check out our website at 3gopodcasting.com. We're back next week. 3gopodcasting.